0: Hey guys, Veronica, Andrew, and Nate here. We are Foodies Watching Movies. A podcast dedicated to awesome movies, great food, and that's about it. Check us out on the JIC network at www.journeyintocomics.com. Maybe throw some money over to our Patreon so we can eat this week. And now your feature presentation. Following, following the following is a journey, into journey into comics, journey into comics, journey into comics, journey into comics, network, 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 Networks. production, production. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode twenty of Poor Three Sixty. I am your host Andrew Poor, and I want to thank you for joining me here today. As you all know, Poor Through 60 is a show that covers topics of importance. There's nothing more important than this week's show, which is covering Memorial Day. Why we celebrate it, why it's important, why it's different than other days that honor the military and the veterans of uh, wars that we've had in this country. Now, before... I want to definitely thank... the people on the network would make this show possible because episode 20 is not a super big milestone, but getting to episode 20 is important. I wouldn't be able to do that with the guys on the network who've really helped me, inspire me to keep doing this show and to find passion and get into podcasting to begin with. So I definitely give a shout out to them. But Memorial Day. Now this is all from Wikipedia and some articles I pulled together because there are some things... What it's different, why um, why it's not necessarily for Memorial uh, is not really necessarily for current living veterans. That's kind of what Veterans Day is for. But um, each year on Memorial Day, Americans take a pause on their busy schedule. To remember those who gave their lives to protect the freedoms people enjoy daily. Occurring the last Monday in May, Memorial Day will be celebrated on May twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, which is today as I'm recording, or yesterday as you are listening to this episode. While most people are aware the holiday honors America's military, at times, significance of Memorial Day and Veterans Day are conflated. Veterans Day is commemorated in November and honors all those who have served their country, including those who have passed away. However, it's primarily focused on thanking those who have served who are still alive. Memorial Day, on the other hand, is designed to honor those service members who passed away, especially those who gave their lives in the line of duty. In 1868, then Commander-in-Chief John A. Logan of the Grand Army of the Republic proclaimed May 30th to be Decoration Day. At first, people honored only Union and Confederate soldiers. However, it was expanded after World War I to include all service members who perished in all wars. As of 2018, the United States Census Bureau reported, Memorial Day honors more than 1 million men and women who have died in the military service since the Civil War. Decoration Day graduate became known as Memorial Day and was moved to the last Monday in May in 1968 with the passing of the Uniformed Monday Holiday Act. Years after it became a holiday, then-President Lyndon Johnson declared Waterloo, New York, the birthplace of Memorial Day because it began holding formal observation, or sorry, formal observances two years before Decoration Day was an official holiday, according to the Library of Congress. In December 2000, Congress passed and then-President Bill Clinton signed into law the National Monument of Remembrance Act, it called for people to participate in a symbolic act of unity and pause at 3 p.m. local time on Memorial Day, to remember men and women who died in the pursuit of freedom and peace. The Civil War was the deadliest of all America's confrontations, with over 500,000 people dying, according to the Department of Veterans Affairs. Since the Civil War, America has participated in seven other wars with casualties identified as the Spanish-American War was 2,446, World War I was 116,516, World War II was 4,5339, the Korean War was 54,246, and the Vietnam, or sorry, the Vietnam War was 9,220, and Desert slash Desert Storm was 1,948. In the post 9 11 era, Brown University found from October 2001 until October 2018, 6,951 military members were killed in Afghanistan and Iraq. However, that number does not account for all the military casualties in the global war on terror. Each Memorial Day, services are held at Arlington National Cemetery in Arlington, Virginia, including a wreath-length ceremony at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier an observance program at the Memorial Amphitheater. And I've actually been to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. It is a very powerful and somber experience, and I encourage everyone to go to. You can actually see um, how well structured and choreographed the routine is, and with the wreath laying in the steps, and how clean-cut and detailed every part of the... Of the military actions in front of it, and they don't mess around. There was uh, someone was I think someone was talking and uh, the guy in charge of the whole procession stopped what he was doing and confronted that person without like skipping a beat and then popped right back into formation. It is a uh, very intense to watch. But, let's kind of go back. So, like I said, it was originally known as... Sorry, I'm going to pull up this other article. So, this year it occurs on May 27th, like I said. It was originally known as Decoration Day. Many Americans observe more than by visiting cemeteries, memorials, holding family gatherings, participating in parades. Unofficially, it marks the beginning of the summer season, which I know a lot of people, a lot of kids in school are either already done or wrapping up. But... The um, Like I said, the earliest versions, observances of Memorial Day, immediately followed the Civil War. So, Civil War, which ended in the spring of 1865, claimed more lives than any conflict in U.S. history and required the establishment of the country's first national cemeteries. By the late 1860s, Americans in various town cities had become holding springtime tributes to these countless fallen soldiers, decorating their graves with flowers and reciting prayers. And it's surprising that, the, like I said in the last article I was reading, is that... On 3 p.m. on Memorial Day, everyone is supposed to have a National Moment of Remembrance. And this is actually the first I've heard of it going into it. I don't remember ever being told this before. Didn't observe it today, obviously. I kind of missed that whole mark as I was preparing the episode. And I'm about an hour past that uh, moment of remembrance. So... It is unclear whether exactly the tradition originated. Numerous different communities have been initiated initiated the memorial gatherings. Nevertheless, in 1966, the government declared Waterloo, New York, as the official birthplace, which I've said before. Waterloo, which first celebrated the day on May 5th, 1866, which was an annual community-wide event during which businesses closed and residents decorated the graves of soldiers with flowers and flags. Like I said about John Logan, who formally started Decoration Day, on the first uh, decoration day, General James Garfield made a speech at Arlington National Cemetery, and 5,000 participants decorated the graves of the 20,000 Union Confederate soldiers buried there. Many northern states held similar commemorative events and reprised the tradition in subsequent years. By 1890, each one had made Decoration Day an official state holiday. Southern states, on the other hand, continued to honor the dead on separate days until after World War One. And like I said, uh, World War One was when it Shift to be just about the Civil War soldiers to being about all soldiers from all wars. Now, what you find from different Memorial Day traditions that we have now is that citizen-state and towns across the United States host Memorial Day parades each year, often incorporating military personnel and members of veterans' organizations. Some of the largest parades take place in Chicago, New York, and Washington, D.C. Americans also observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries and memorials. Some people wear a red poppy in remembrance of... Those Fallen in War, tradition that began with a World War I poem. On a less somber note, many people take weekend trips or throw parties or barbecue on the holidays, perhaps because it officially marks the beginning of summer, like I also said. Now, here's uh, ten things to remember about Memorial Day. So, obviously because all these articles are about Memorial Day, there's definitely going to be some overlap, but... Actually, I'm going to kind of scroll through this now really quick because I think the majority of this actually I already have spoken on. Sometimes when you choose the order of the articles in which you're going to talk about it, you don't expect it to be. Um... Okay, so let's start with, here we go, uh, number five, starting about half of it off. So, in 1868, State, future president James Garfield delivered a very, very long speech on the importance of Memorial Day. So, President Ulysses S. Grant over the first Memorial Day ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery, which until 1864 was Confederate General Robbie Lee's plantation. Some 5,000 people attended on a spring day. The principal speaker was James A. Garfield, a Civil War general, Republican congressman from Iowa, and future president. I'm oppressed with a sense of the impropriety of uttering words on this occasion, Garfield began, and then continued to utter them. If silence is ever golden, it must be besides the graves of 15,000 men. Whose lives were more significant than speech, and whose deaths was a poem, that music of which can never be sung. It would all like that for pages and pages. As the songs, speeches, and sermons ended, the participants helped to decorate the graves of the Union Confederate soldiers in the cemetery. <laughs> Number six The first unknown soldier is no longer unknown. Here rests in honored glory an American soldier known but to God. This is an inscription on the Tomb of the Unknowns, established at Arnold's National Cemetery to intern the remains of the first unknown soldier. World War I fighter on November 11, 1921. Unknown soldiers from World War II and the Korean War assembly were interred in the tomb on Memorial Day 1958. An emotional President Ronald Reagan, presided over the interment of six bones, the remains of an unidentified Vietnam War soldier on November 20, 1984. Fourteen years later, those remains were disinterred, no longer unknown. Spurred by an investigation by CBS News, the Defense Department removed the remains from the tomb of the unknowns for DNA testing. The once-unknown fighter was Air Force pilot Lieutenant Michael Joseph Blassie, whose jet crashed in South Vietnam in 1972. The CBS investigation suggests that the military review board that had changed the designation on Lieutenant Bass remains to unknown did so under pressure from veterans' groups to honor a casualty from the Vietnam War. Lieutenant Blassey was reburied near his hometown of St. Louis. His crypt, Arlington, remains permanently empty. So that's... Ex- uh, I remember... Uh, reading about that while I was there. Um, the Vietnam Veterans' Rights Group Rolling Thunder will make their final ride into D.C. in 2019. On Royal Day weekend in 1988, 2,500 motorcyclists rode into Washington, D.C. for their first Rolling Thunder rally to draw attention to Vietnam War soldiers still missing in action or prisoners of war. By 2002, the ride had swelled to 300,000 bikers, many of them veterans. There may have been a half million participants in 2005 in what organizers bluntly call a demonstration, not a parade. A national veterans' rights Group's Rolling Thunder, takes its name from the B-52 carpet bombing runs during the war in Vietnam. But 2019 will mark the group's final ride through the logistics and expanse of staging the event. It's just a lot of money, Rolling Thunder co-founder and former Army Sergeant Artie Muller told Military.com. Uh, number eight, Memorial Day has its own set of customs. General Orders Number 11 states that an observance... No forms of ceremony is prescribed, but other times several custom symbols became associated with the holiday. It was customary Memorial Day to fly the flag at half-staff until noon, and raise to the top of the staff until sunset. Taps, the 24-note bugle call, is played at all military funerals and memorial services. It originated in 1862 when Union General Dan Butterfield grew tired of the lights-out call sounded at the end of each day. Together with the brigade uh, bugler, Butterfield made some changes to the tune. Not long after, the melody was used at a burial for the first time when the battery commander ordered it played in lieu of the customary three rifles volley over the grave. The battery was so close to enemy lines and the commander was worried the shots would spark renewed fighting. Huh. I don't know that. The World War One poem in Flanders Fields by John McCree inspired the Memorial Day custom of wearing red artificial poppies. In 1915, a Georgia teacher and volunteer war worker named... Um... Moina Michael began a campaign to make the poppy a symbol of tribute to veterans and for keeping the faith with all who died. The sale of poppies has supported the work of the veterans of foreign wars. Some states will celebrate a Confederate Memorial Day. So, several southern states continue to set aside a day for honoring the Confederate dead, which is usually called Confederate Memorial Day. It's on the fourth Monday in April in Alabama, April 26th in Georgia, June 3rd in Louisiana and Tennessee, the last Monday in April in Mississippi, May 10th in North and South Carolina. January 19th in Texas, and the last Monday in May in Virginia. And each Memorial Day is a little different. This is number 10. No question that Memorial Day is a solemn event. Still don't feel too guilty about doing something frivolous like having a barbecue. Over the weekend, after all, you weren't the one who instituted the Indianapolis 500 on May 30th, 1911. Credit goes to Indianapolis businessman Carl Fisher. The winning driver that day was Ray Heron, who averaged 74.6 miles per hour and completed the race in 6 hours and 42 minutes. Gravitas returned on May 30, 1922, when the Lincoln Memorial was dedicated. Supreme Court Chief Justice and former President William Howard Taft dedicated the monument before a crowd of 50,000 people segregated by race, in which included a row of Union and Confederate veterans. Also attending was Lincoln's surviving son, Robert Todd. In 2000, Congress established a National Moment of Remembrance, which asked Americans to pause for one minute at 3 p.m. in an act of national unity. The time was chosen because 3 p.m. is the time when most Americans are enjoying their freedoms on the national holiday." Huh. So, that's the ten... Well, five of the ten things, because the other five I've already spoken on before. Now, we're kind of partway through this episode, and it's going to be probably on the shorter sizes because it is about Memorial Day, and obviously, it's been a long week, and it's uh, been kind of a somber week, and for those of you who have relatives that, have, that you have lost during Wars or... There were veterans that you have lost, and that's it's a hard thing, and this time of year always puts you kind of in a negative state of mind. So for everyone out there, um, have my heartfelt condolences for that and how lucky we are to have, live in a free nation where we don't have to fight, and those who fight definitely have earned their, their moment for us to remember them and to honor them and honor their commitment to us and to the safety of the United States of America. So, um this is kind of from the Wikipedia article so so Monmor is a federal holiday in the United States, like I said, um, first observed in eighteen sixty eight All right, so here's the chunk on history so. Obviously, like I said before, it's probably going to cover a lot of the same info, but it's still good to get kind of the full gist of all the information. So, the history of Memorial Day in the United States is so controversial that it constitutes an area of research at Columbus State University in Georgia. There is a Center for Memorial Day Research, It's together with the University of Mississippi's Center for Civil War Research are excellent starting points for investigating the topic. The practice of decorating soldiers' graves with the flowers is an ancient custom. Soldiers' graves were decorated in the U.S. before and during the American Civil War. Some of the annual cemetery decoration practices began before the American Civil War and thus may reflect the real origin of the Memorial Day idea. Annual decoration days for particular cemeteries are still held on a Sunday in late spring or early summer in some rural areas of the American South, notably in the mountain areas. In cases involved, a family graveyard where remote ancestors, while those who died more recently are buried. They may take on the character of an extended family reunion to which some people travel hundreds of miles. People gather, put flowers on graves, and renew contracts with relatives and others. There is often religious service in a picnic, like dinner on the grounds, and traditional terms for a potluck meal at a church. On June, 3rd, 19, er, on June 3rd, 1861, Warrenton, Virginia, was the location of the first Civil War soldier's grave ever to be decorated, according to the Richmond Times Dispatch newspaper article in 1906. In, 18, oh, or in 1862, women in Savannah, Georgia, decorated Confederate soldiers' graves to the Savannah, according to the Savannah Republican. The 1863 cemetery dedication at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Sorry, I had a pop up. The 1863 uh, 1863 cemetery dedication at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania was a ceremony of commemoration at the graves of dead soldiers. Some people, or some have therefore claimed that Lincoln was the founder of Memorial Day. On July 4th, 1864, ladies decorated soldiers' graves to local historians in Bullsburg, Pennsylvania. Bullsburg promotes itself at the birthplace of Memorial Day. In April 1865, following President Abraham Lincoln's assassination, commemorations were widespread. The more than 600,000 soldiers on both sides who died in the Civil War meant that burial and memorialization took a new cultural significance. Under the leadership of women during the war, an increasingly formal practice of decorating graves had taken shape. In 1865, the federal government began creating national military cemeteries for the Union war dead. On May 1, 1865, in Charleston, South Carolina, recently freed African Americans. Held a parade of 10,000 people to honor 257 dead Union soldiers whose remains so they had reburied from a mass grave in a Confederate prison camp. Historian David uh, W. Blight cites contemporary news reports of this incident in the Charleston Daily Courier and the New York Tribune, though Blight claimed that African Americans invented Moral Day in Charleston, South Carolina. In 2012, he stated that he has no, evid- has no evidence that the event in Charleston inspired the establishment of Moral Day across the country. According to investigators for Time Magazine, Life Science, Real Clear Life, and Snopes, have called this conclusion into question. By the 20th century, various Union memorial traditions celebrated on different days merged, and Memorial Day eventually extended to honor all Americans who died in the U.S. military service. On May 26, 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson designated an official birthplace of the holiday by signing the Presidential Proclamation, naming Waterloo, New York, as the holder of the title. This action followed house concurrent resolution 587 in which the 89th congress had officially recognized that the patriotic tradition of a memorial day had begun 100 years prior in waterloo new york village credits druggist henry c wells and county clerk john b murray as the founder of the holiday scholars determined that the waterloo account is a myth snopes and life science also discredit the waterloo account so there it is so it's not necessarily waterloo new york it holds the title but it might not be the true uh originator So, like I said, the North had it established and the South had their own memorial. So, in the North, on May 5th, 1868, General John A. Logan issued a proclamation called for Decoration Day, which I've said he was Commander-in-Chief of the Grand Army of the Republic, an organization of and for the Union Civil War veterans founded in Decatur, Illinois, which I've been to. Fine place. With this proclamation, Logan adopted the Memorial Day practice that had begun in the Southern States three years earlier. The first Northern Memorial Day was observed on May 30th, 1868. One author claimed the date was chosen because it's not the anniversary of any particular battle. According to White House Address in 2010, the date was chosen as the optimal date for flowers to be be in bloom in the north. Makes sense. The Northern states quickly adopted the holiday. In 1868, memorial events were held in 183 cemeteries in 27 states and 336 in 1869. By 1871, Michigan made decoration an official state holiday, and by 1890, every northern state had followed suit. There is no standard program for the ceremonies, but they are typically sponsored by the Women's Relief Corp, the Women's Auxiliary of the Grand Army of the Republic, which had 100,000 members. By 1870, the remains of nearly 300,000 Union dead had been reinterred in 73 national cemeteries located near major battlefields, and thus mainly in the south. The most famous are Gettysburg National Cemetery in Pennsylvania and Arlington National Cemetery near Washington, D.C. Memorial Day speeches became an occasion for veterans, politicians, and ministers to commemorate the Civil War and at first to rehash the atrocities of the enemy. They mixed religion celebratory nationalism for the people who made sense of their history in terms of sacrifice for a better nation. People of all religious beliefs joined together and the point was often made that the German Irish soldiers become true Americans in the baptism of blood on the battlefield. Since 1868, uh, Doyle's Town, Pennsylvania, had held annual Moral Day parades, which it claims to be the nation's oldest continuously running. Grafton West Virginia has also had an ongoing parade since 1868. However, the Moral Day parade in Rochester, Wisconsin, predates Doyle's Towns by one year. But the eighteen eighty ceremonies were becoming quite similar, as the Gar provided handbook that presented specific procedures, poems, and Bible verses for local post commanders to utilize and in planning the local event. Historian Stuart McConnell reports On the day itself, the post assembled and marched to the local cemetery to decorate the graves of the fallen. An enterprise meticulously organized months in advance to ensure that none were missed. Finally came a simple and subdued graveyard service involving prayers, short patriotic speeches, and music. At the end, perhaps a rifle salute. Now in the South, the United States National Park Service and numerous scholars attribute the beginning of Memorial Day practice in the South to the ladies of Columbus, Georgia. On April 25th, 1866, women in Columbus, Mississippi laid flowers... On the graves of both the Union Confederate dead in the city's Friendship Cemetery, claimed to be the first Decoration Day. The early Southern Memorial Day celebrations were simple, somber occasions for veterans and their families to honor the dead and tend to local cemeteries. Historians acknowledge the Ladies Memorial Association played a key role in the ritual of preservation of Confederate memory. Various dates ranging from April 25th to mid June were adopted in different Southern states. Across the South, the associations were founded, many by women, to establish and care for permanent cemeteries for the Confederate dead. Organized commemorative ceremonies and sponsor appropriate monuments as a permanent way of remembering the Confederate dead. The most important of these was the United Daughters of the Confederacy, which grew from 17,000 members in 1900 to nearly 100,000 members by World War I. They were strikingly successful at raising money to build Confederate monuments, lobbying legislators and Congress for the burial of Confederate dead, and working to shape the content of history textbooks. At 1868, some Southerners appended the label Confederate to what they originally called Memorial Day after Northerners co-opted the holiday. The tradition of observance was linked to the South. They served as a prototype for the national holiday of memory embraced by the nation in 1868. By 1890, there was a shift from the emphasis of honoring civic soldiers to a public commemoration of the Confederate South. Changes in the ceremony hymns and speeches reflect an evolution of the ritual into a symbol of cultural renewal and observance. Conservatism in the South by 1913 David Blight argued that the theme of American nationalism shared equal time with the Confederate. Since in 18... or starting in the 18th state, the Ceremonies and world Day Address at Gettysburg National Park became nationally known. In July 1913 veterans of the United States and Confederate armies gathered on Gettysburg to commemorate the 50-year anniversary of the Civil War's bloodiest and most famous battle. Since the ceremony... since the cemetery dedication at Gettysburg occurred on November 19th, the day The closest weekend had been designated as their own local Moral Day that it referred to as Remembrance Day. Now, in the 20th century, Indiana from the 1860s to the 1920s saw numerous debates on how to expand the celebration. It was a favorite lobbying activity of the Grand Army of the Republic. and 1884 Gar Handbook explained that the Moral Day was the day of all days in the Gar calendar. In terms of mobilizing public support for pensions, it advised family members to exercise great care in keeping the veterans sober. As the years went by, the Gar complained more and more about the younger generation. In 1913, one Hoosier veteran complained that the younger people born since the war had a tendency to forget the purpose of World Day and make it a day for games, races, and revelry, instead of a day of memory and tears. Indeed, in 1911, the scheduling of the Motor Speedway car race was vehemently opposed by the increasingly elderly Gar. The state legislature in 1923 rejected the race on the special day. But the new American Legion and local officials wanted the big race to continue, so Governor Warren McRae vetoed the bill, and the race went on. In the national capital in 1913, the four-day Blue-Grey reunion featured parades, reenactments, and speeches from a host of dignitaries, including President Woodrow Wilson, the first Southerner elected to the White House since the war. James Heflin of Alabama gave the main address. Heflin was a noted orator. His choice as Mortal Day speaker was criticized, as he was opposed for his support of the segregation. However, his speech was moderate in tone and stressed national unity and goodwill. Getting in praise from newspapers. One of the longest-standing traditions in the running of the Internaplus 500, an auto race which had been held in conjunction with Memorial Day since 1911. Originally, it was held on Memorial Day itself, and since 1974, it runs on the Sunday preceding the Memorial Day holiday. Since 1961's NASCAR's Coca-Cola 600 have been held during Memorial Day weekend and has been on the, held on the previous Sunday since 1974. Since 1976, the Memorial Tournament golf men have been held on or close to the Memorial Day weekend, The final of the NCAA Division I Men's Lacrosse Game, has been held on Memorial Day since 1986. The preferred name for the holiday gradually changed from Decoration Day Memorial Day, which was first used in 1882. Memorial Day did not become the more common name until after World War II. It was not declared the official name by federal law until 1967. On June 28, 1968, Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, which moved four holidays, including Memorial Day, from the tradition date to a specified monday in order to create a convenient three-day weekend the change moved moral day from a traditional may 30th date to the last monday in may the law took effect at the federal level in 1971 after some initial confusion and willingness to comply all 50 states adopted congress's change of the date within a few years so in the 21st century Moral day endures as a holiday which most businesses observe because it marks the unofficial beginning of the summer the Veterans of Foreign Affairs and Sons of Union Veterans of the Civil War advocate returning to the original date. The veto was stated in 2002. Changing the date merely to create three-day weekends has undermined the very meaning of the day. No doubt that has going to a lot of the general public's nonchalant observance of Memorial Day. In 2000, Congress passed the National Moment. Remember, it's asking people to stop and remember at 3 p.m. On Memorial Day, the flag of the United States is raised briskly to the top of the staff and then solemnly lowered to the half-staff position, where it remains only until noon and then it raised to full staff for the remainder of the day. The National Memorial Day concert takes place on the west lawn of the U.S. Capitol. The concert is broadcast on PBS and NPR. Music is performed and respect is paid to the men and women who gave their lives for their country. Across the United States, the central event is attending one of the thousands of parades held on Memorial Day in large and small cities. Most of these featuring marching bands and an overall military theme with an active duty reserve National Guard and veteran service members participating along with military vehicles from various wars. I've already talked about the poppies. And yeah, so that's really kind of a lot of the gist of what Memorial Day is. So I know a lot of you probably had a long weekend. You took care to spend it with family, friends, those who you care about. But hopefully you found time also to remember those who gave their lives for the freedom that you could spend the weekend doing what you want and I think that's what how we'll end this episode so if you're an active duty military if you've or if you're a veteran of the military, if you've lost a parent grandparent relative to war or as a result of war, definitely pass your thanks along and just remember that they did this for the greater good of the of the nation and the world so that does it for episode 20 of poor 360 for this week i am andrew poor you guys have a great week you've been listening to poor 360 you can find us on the socials at poor 360 on facebook twitter and instagram you can find us and all the other podcasts on our network at journeyintocomics.com or early access at patreon.com slash journey you can find us on all podcasting platforms like CastBox, Podbean, Stitch Radio, Spotify, and many others.